Hello, this is Richard C. Wilson with the Family Office Club. We're conducting a investor mandate interview here today with and she's from Welcome, Nadine. Hi, pleasure. So what type of an investment firm or you know, an investment investor are you? You know, we cover a few different grounds. The first is we do have product, which is we have a hedge fund and we manage capital for family offices and institutions in both the hedged and long only space. But at the same time for the family offices that we work with, uh, we do sit across asset classes, help with portfolio construction, risk management, and therefore we tend to help them you know, introduce on direct deals, um, consider things they're looking at independently, and really are more of a partner and a trusted advisor than uh, just a manager that they hire. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. And in terms of your scope of deals and uh, geography, what you're looking for, like the breadth of it, where's kind of the two ends of the spectrum on the types of things that you spend time on? I think the interesting part is that the families we represent, number one, uh, don't know each other, and two, have a, a very wide range of mandates. And so some can go earlier and take a lot more risk and don't mind leverage, and other ones want more bread and butter, cash flow-oriented businesses that are a bit buttoned up. Um, all of our families will invest globally. And so it's not just in the U.S. or here in California. And so we do look at deals all around the world. It could be in emerging markets. We have one family that heavily invests in emerging markets. And then other families that prefer real estate investments here in the United States. Um, and other families that's really across asset classes, depending on, like, if, is it something interesting to them? So it's a little bit hard for me to give you one answer, but one of the things we do look at is an experienced team, a uh, really solid investment thesis, experience in terms of doing exactly what they're planning to do, either in a fund or a deal. And then, you know, they get to basically leverage our relationships and there's no fee or anything charged. We will make an introduction because we think it actually benefits the families we represent. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, if you'd look at what is being asked for most often, uh, like we talked about before the recording, similar to my family's, um, usually it's not something that's startup or angel VC. Um, in your case, it seems like it's more something that's well established, it's further along. Those are a little bit harder to identify. But when you think about your client base, is there an industry or a type of deal that you wish you know you saw a lot more often because it just does add value to your clients more? You know, it's really case by case. One family is interested in energy deals, um, and it could be a little bit on the tax side or more on services. Another family is interested in real estate, um, which could be more infrastructure related, not just call it residential housing or commercial um, buildings, but they'll look at a, a variety of projects in that vein. Um, and then we also have a few families that are extremely opportunistic. And so they often come from the private side, either being entrepreneurs themselves, real estate folks themselves. Um, they're in only a few cases coming from the liquid side uh, of where they made their wealth. And so it really comes down to the strength of the team, uh, what's the asymmetry of the risk profile, the duration of the capital lockup that they're needed. Um, so each group is really case by case, but hopefully that gives you a bit of a flavor of the families we represent. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Great. And uh, what about in terms of um, 
if you went back 10 years, what is a piece of investment advice, whether it's related to due diligence or managing clients or picking the right investment that you could share with other investors listening to this interview? Sure. I think the, the key aspect that tends to be missing, there's a, there's a couple, um, but it's about portfolio construction and risk management. And so as you're thinking through your portfolio long-term of what it looks like, you know, one of the things we do when we sit down with the families is even if we're not managing a certain piece of their pie, if you want to call it, is really map out their, um, call it their risk constraints, um, their return objectives, and, and ask a lot of questions around that, and then help them understand how they can shift those allocations over time and leave parts of the portfolio, which I call the sandbox. It's a place that they can play and lose all the money if they want. But what you don't want is that sandbox area to be 25% of your estate. You want to be you know, managing that sandbox and then you know, kind of helping them manage themselves to keep that under control. Because there's lots of fun things you can you know, get at a cocktail party or the like, um, but you really want to control risk on those pieces and then let the other pieces be you know, well-managed cost-effectively so that they're meeting their overall objectives every year and not just kind of hoping in five, 10 years they're going to get to the place they need to be. You want to be you know, kind of boring, like every month, every quarter, meeting your objectives, and that's really how people keep their wealth and then grow their wealth, um, but also have fun doing it. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, consistency is what leads to conviction in terms of just having a solid team. You know, when people say, Oh, I want a great team. A lot of the trust building I think comes from seeing somebody trading for 14 years or doing senior living for 31 years or, you know, just really learning all those nuances of their craft and being dedicated to it over the long term is something that I just keep on seeing reinforced. And it's motivating to see that once you've been doing something for five or 10 years already, because now you're on your way to being separated from the pack of people who are doing cannabis one year, blockchain the next year, or something else the next year. And now they've, you know, now they have a vaccine for COVID. They, they think it's going right. to be no offense to someone who's listening who does have a cure to, to COVID. But, you know, uh, I think you get my, my point there. So I couldn't agree with that more being something that's just really been drilled home to me, running the family office club is something that's really true. So I appreciate you saying that. Not, not many people bring that up, actually, in these interviews. Uh, any last insights or um, strategies or lessons you want to convey before we round out the interview? Sure. I mean, the biggest trend I see that we haven't talked about, though, and that's where we're getting a lot of requests, is fixing portfolios. That's the first start. And then the second part is helping them. So oftentimes these families have teams of their own with their own CIO. So these are very sophisticated folks, but helping them manage it to the future. And what we've seen is this, and we think it's a sea change, is the way the business has run is that oftentimes families might have money at, you know, you can pick the wealth management group or the prime and it's sprinkled all over, but none of the portfolios make sense. And so what we help them do is really go through that process, the detailed process, knowing asset by asset and rolling it up so that they really understand what they have. And then leveraging our relationships. I, I won't say who it is, but we have it with a very, very large group where we can access the prime side for trading and execution, which is obviously cheaper and better, but then all the benefits of the wealth side, so the leverage, the art you know, the private deals, everything over there. And we're the first group ever to have been able to do that with 
one of the largest wealth managers in the world. Um, and so what we end up doing is actually cutting costs, improving performance, you know, honing the tactical nature of the portfolios. And, but it's a bespoke basis. This isn't something you can cookie cutter and you know, grow into an ETF. Um, but I'd say that, that if there's any big trend that I see occurring in the industry, of, of knowing what now exists. We're seeing this as a, a, a major need. Um, and it usually right. comes to just like any kind of challenge you have, it comes to bear when there's volatility or, or risk in markets, right? Whether risk going up or risk going down. But it, that seems to be the, the theme of 2020. Right, right. Great. Yeah, no, makes sense. Um, great. So if anyone would like to get in touch uh, with Nadine, just let my team know and we'll get you directly in touch as long as you're a member of the Family Office Club. It's one of the benefits of uh, being registered with us and being an active member. So I appreciate your time here today, Nadine. Maybe we could have you on a uh, discussion panel or something uh, down the road later, later this summer. Sounds good. Nice meeting you, Richard, and uh, hope all's well with you. You too. Thank you.